Thank you for tuning in to Far Better, where we look to be pleasing to God in this life, so our eternity is far better. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and we mentioned last week at the very beginning of our episode arc for the week that we were going to have a summer season, and I want to give you a little bit more of information on that. We're going to have a nine-week summer season, two episodes per week, and we will have a guest every single week. And some of those guests will be some of the members at the congregation where I'm privileged to preach, one of the deacons that we have, Brother Nathan Green, and my other co-worker or the other preacher that also preaches here, Ryan Manning, will join us for two episodes. We're going to have B.J. Clark and Drew Suttles, uh, Wayne Rogers, Robert Jeffries, J- Jordan Pugh. Um, we're even going to have Norris Cole, who played basketball for the Miami Heat and won two titles with them, is a faithful member of the Lord's Church. And we're going to talk about the idea of far better than. And far better than in, in the first week, a godless life. And we're going to talk with Nathan Green about the idea of having a godly family. And we're going to then talk with Norris Cole about far better than a famous life. Far better than a fearful life with Drew Suttles. Far better than a worrisome life with Ryan Manning. And far better than a doubting life with B.J. Clark. Then we'll have a very special episode where we will talk about far better than an addicted life. And we will have Holly Clark and Wayne Rogers. And Holly's purpose of joining that episode is going to be to discuss her battle of addiction. And Holly is my sister. I love her dearly. And she has gone through an incredible fight and continues to do a great job in her fight. But she's going to help shed some insight on some of the matters of addiction that we may not realize and may not know And Wayne Rogers is going to help us talk about the biblical perspective of it as well and help try to figure out how can we approach addiction more properly in the Lord's Church today. Have we done it the right way? If not, what could we improve? Then we're going to follow that up with the next week, far better than a depressed life. So many people in the Lord's Church are depressed and they're struggling with things and depression leads to so many different difficulties. It can lead to addiction But as you probably are already well aware of, in many sad cases, it leads to suicide. And so we want to talk about depression and trying to help people figure out how to get out of depression, how to have a life that is centered in Christ and is Christ-like, but also full of Christ and the love that he gives and shares with us. And we'll talk in week eight about far better than a faithless life. And then finally, in week nine, we'll talk about far better than a textless life, talking about a a life without the Bible, and our life is far better than a life without the Bible. And so I do hope and pray that you'll be making plans to listen to those episodes and to talk about them with your friends. And if anybody is struggling with any of those things, the whole purpose of doing the summer season the way that we're doing it is to try to have some other people come in and give some insight. And so... I really think that you can help me out with this. If you would, let people know about this. Go ahead and let them know about the podcast in general, but please let them know about these summer season episodes that we're going to have because I really do think that they will help people. Now, we're going to start the summer season on June the 5th. June the 5th, two episodes will be released, and then the summer season will end July 31st. So June 5th, through July 31st will be our summer season, 
and we'll pick up with season two beginning in August. And so please be making plans to tune in at that time. This week, we are going to talk about evangelism. We're going to talk about evangelism. Now, I think it's really, really incredible to study evangelism. And, of course, being a gospel preacher, that makes sense why I would think that. My whole life is being an evangelist. My whole life is trying to spread the gospel to anybody who will listen. But I think it's incredible to study evangelism today because a study of at least the Church of Christ shows that the church is slowly losing its membership. It seems like a contradictory statement, but we need to clarify this. The church membership is dying. Certain studies have indicated a rapid decrease or decline on the amount of people who are members of the Church of Christ. In the last three years, according to Rob Whitaker, and Rob Whitaker is a great gospel preacher who has done several personal evangelism seminars, and he has done the research and he has found that over the last three years, we have lost over 58,000 Christians in America and over 335 congregations. That's shocking. That's alarming, isn't it? We have lost in the last three years, on average, about 110 congregations a year. Let that sink in for a moment. 110 congregations a year. And isn't it sad that so many people in the world today don't even realize that this is the case and that this is happening. But what will cause numbers to rise again? You know, you might be listening to this and thinking, I would love nothing more than to spread the gospel. This is what we're going to talk about this week. Evangelism is the way to help spread the gospel again. When I look through the Church of Christ as a whole, I can say with quite certainty that there are congregations out there that do not evangelize as they should. We're more content with letting the evangelism take place during our times of regular meeting. And what I mean by that is, if we have a Sunday morning worship service, a Bible class, and then an afternoon service or an evening service, and a Wednesday afternoon class and an evening class, those are the times that we allow evangelism to really take effect in our congregation. But that's it. Other congregations, it seems do anything they possibly can to spread the gospel, whether it's through things such as house-to-house, heart-to-heart, or such as door-knocking, or even simple things such as a member has a friend and that person is brought to the church for an opportunity to visit. What's going to cause the church to grow again other than evangelism? There isn't anything. And when you look at the definition of evangelism, it is the spreading of the Christian gospel by public preaching or personal witness. Now, that is according to Apple Dictionary. That's not my definition. That's not the Bible's definition necessarily. It's Apple Dictionary. But essentially, let's break down the definition this way. We need to get back out into the world with the gospel again. It's that simple. It's that simple. So many of us will take the time 
to spread the great news about some great sale that we got or gas prices going down. Or my favorite restaurant gave me a comp on my meal because it took a little too long and they recooked my food and I didn't even have to pay. We are so quick to share stories like that and there's nothing wrong with sharing a story like that. But why can't we share the gospel with the same love and passion and the same type of zeal that we find with people who get their meal comped? at Red Lobster or Olive Garden or a place that might be considered more expensive than normal to eat dinner. Isn't it just as simple to say, can I tell you about Jesus? Can I tell you about the Lord? Is that possible? It's really so simple. Can I tell you about Jesus? Five simple words. So how can we do it? How can we do it? I want you to look at the first recorded church members that we've ever heard of, that we ever have. And this is, of course, the first century church. And this is something that we find in the book of Acts. And I know from the scriptures that they had an idea of what evangelism was going to be like and what it was supposed to be like. Here it was. Number one, they had an idea that it was a daily and personal task. In Acts 2.46, they continued daily with one another in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. They were asked to be witnesses, secondly, to all parts of the earth. So here, here you have it. As I look at Acts 1, verses 4 through 8, you have Jesus talking to them, and they asked him this question about, will you restore the kingdom of Israel when you come back? And Jesus responds and says, it is not for you to know the times or seasons when the Father has put in his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth, or to the end of the earth. So here we have two things. The first, it was a daily and personal task. You know, it can be very simple, and that's probably, I guess you could say, the theme word of this episode. Isn't it easy to bake a pie and take it over to a neighbor? Isn't it an easy thing for... If you have a young son who can mow the yard, to have him go over to someone and offer to mow the yard for free? And all you would ask in return is just to give them an invitation to come to church with you. Look, I'm not suggesting that you and I have to go out into our neighborhoods and force-feed the gospel to everyone in our neighborhood. The Bible tells me Jesus would say to his own disciples that there would be people who just don't want to listen and that we don't need to worry all the time about people who don't want it. We offer it, and if someone doesn't want it, we're told to move on and find someone who would. But it's a simple thing to just ask somebody to come to church with you. Thank you so much for mowing my yard. How can I repay you? Well, you know, it's funny you ask that. 
I would just love it if you'd come to church with me. My family would gladly pick you up and take you and bring you home, go out and have a nice meal. It was a daily and personal task. They went house to house and spread the gospel that way to all of those who were there and present. And they spread the truth to everyone that they possibly could, but then it was something that they were asked to be witnesses to all parts of the earth. What does a witness do at trial? He is supposed to testify what he has seen and witnessed. And these individuals, the disciples, were told to go to the uttermost parts of the earth. Here's the thing. At one time, the gospel reached the whole world. Because in Acts 8, 4, it tells me those that had been scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Those who were all over the world did their part, preached the gospel, and Jesus' message was allowed to touch the lives of those that heard it. So if at one time they were able to successfully reach the world, the whole world, can't we do it again? And even in our society's time period now where we have the idea of technology and all of these types of advances in technology that we have at our disposal, I don't even know where you are right now listening to this. We have more at our fingertips than even the first century church had as far as means to spread the gospel, and yet it somewhat seems like we're doing much less than the first century church did. They couldn't call people on the phone and invite them to church. They, could, they had to go house to house. That took a long time. We have the opportunity now to send out an email, a text message, a social media post. So why does it seem at times that we're doing so much less? I do think that it's because, in part, the first century church understood the cost. But sadly, there are many churches today who are more like a fat cat who's not willing to chase the mouse anymore. We've become complacent. And it shows in some of our congregations because of how many people we have lost in just three years. How many congregations we have lost in just three years? If we were to bring back people from the first century who had just put on Christ in baptism and had witnessed six months of what worship and what the assembly is like, if we brought them to our church today and let them worship with us for six months, would they confidently walk away and say, that is exactly what I experienced back in the first century? Or would they walk away and say, what has become of the Lord's church? That can be a sobering thought. Are we better? Are we better off? 
or have we backtracked? We can turn it around, and our lives will be far better for it, both in this life and the next, and other people's lives will be far better for it. The impact that you and I could have on someone's soul is incredible. So won't we do it? I want to thank you for tuning into this episode. In the next episode, we're going to talk about the Apostles' idea of evangelism. The Apostles' idea of evangelism. Until then, I hope we all please God now so that our eternity is far better.